Hello and welcome everyone to the 13th episode of our weekly podcast India Colonized where we discuss the stories and legends of our colonial past. I'm your host Umar Haq and today we are talking about the revival of public spirit post rebellion of 1857 through what has now become a colorful and vibrant festival of Sarvajanik Ganeshotsav or the public celebration of Ganesh Chaturthi. We are going to talk about the renaissance of Hindu national spirit in terms of extravagant and elaborate public celebrations of what had become a domestic household festival. With the resurgence of a more interrogative national spirit on top of his agenda, Bal Gangadhar Tilak had converted Ganesh Chaturthi, a traditional family festival of worshipping this deity, into a social festival. He established the practice of its collective celebration and with the same approach, he also established Chhatrapati Shivaji's birth anniversary every year as a public festival. Years later, Mahatma Gandhi realized that although a sufficiently awakened national spirit was giving impetus to the freedom struggle, to join the civil obedience and court arrest every now and then was not easy for the commoners. This prompted him to invent some sort of actions in forms of activity which would make everyday personal conduct like spinning yarn on an easy-to-operate charkha or wearing clothes made out of khali. Eventually, these acts became acts of patriotism and thereby symbols of joining the freedom struggle. Savarkar too appealed to countrymen to stop using clothes made of abroad and camping for people to wear swadeshi or country-manufactured clothes. Almost during the same period, K.B. Hegdewar evolved the practice of joining RSS shakas for largely speaking and evening games. Thereby, he cultivated the new apparatus called shakhas. Over the years, these shakhas became an instrument for generating social consciousness, assimilation and national spirit. It was not known exactly when and how Ganesh Chaturthi was first celebrated. But according to the historian Sri Rajwadi, the earliest Ganesh Chaturthi celebration can be traced back to the times of the reigns of the dynasties such as Shatavanas, Rashtrakutas and Chalukyas. To begin with, the presence of Ganesh is not only in every corner of India, but also in Afghanistan, Sri Lanka, Pakistan and even in Tibet. Among many other places, Even in Maharashtra, Ganesh Puja has a special significance, especially in Maharashtra. Lokmanya Tilak or Bal Gangadhar Tilak started the community puja or Sarvajanik Ganeshotsav in Pune. But in Maharashtra, for around 500 years, people had been making small idols of Ganesh to worship in their homes during the month of Bhadarpet. The Oldest in the Kasab, the oldest is the Kasaba Pet Ganpati Mandir, which was established by Jija Martha, mother of Shivaji. According to the Hindu culture, all work begins with an invocation to Ganpati, and it is in the keeping of this tradition that Jija Martha and Shivaji began their mission of acquiring back Maharashtra from Adil Shah. 
Shivaji had a great faith in Ganesh and believed that all his successes were due to the blessing of this deity. The tradition continued with the Peshwas who prayed to Ganpati. When Peshwa Bajirao had Shaniwar Vada constructed, he set up a Ganesh in the fort. There is a Ganesh Mandir above one door which can be seen even today. They built that door first. Even the Darbar Hall was called Ganesh Rang Mahal where a gold idol of Ganesh was established. During Bhadar part, a clay idol of Ganesh would be placed and Ganesh Otsav was celebrated with vigor. The seven-day festival would witness performances by musicians and dancers from all over India, representing Ghagras from Calicut to Gwalior. Thousands and thousands of visitors flocked for the darshan and people served prasada and food. Historical files reveal that Ganesh Chaturthi celebrations were initiated in Maharashtra by Chhatrapati Shivaji to promote a culture of nationalism. Peshwas also celebrated the festival because they worshipped Ganpati as their family deity or Kuldevta. It is said that after the end of the Peshwa rule, Ganesh Chaturthi remained a family affair in Maharashtra from the period of 1818 to 1892. People used to bring Ganesh statues to their home and celebrate the festival at their homes. After the rule of Peshwas ended and the colonial era began, the grand Ganesh Otsav that used to be held in Shaniwarwada also stopped. In the places of Gaikwads of Baroda, Holkas of Indore, Sindhyas of Gwalior, these were people, however, who kept the festivities of Ganesh Otsav alive and this continued with fervor. In 1880, a group from Pune went to Gwalior and saw Ganesh Otsav festivities there. They thought that the festival which had its origin in Pune should it, it's high time that this festival comes back in Pune as well. They spoke to Lokmanya Tilak about this. Tilak was busy with freedom struggle, but he noticed that the people were too scared of British to collect in one place. Unless people come together, how would they even fight or agitate against this tyrannical rule of the British? In 1857, the British had suppressed the war of independence and killed the revolutionaries, so fear had set into the hearts of people. Tilak had an idea that Ganesh Puja, being held in every home in Pune, should be made into a community or sarvajanic worship. He made up his mind to place Ganeshji in every church. While Ganesh Chaturthi had been celebrated in Indian homes from time immemorial, it was Lokmanya Tilak who made this festival a public celebration. In 1893, he organized the first public Ganesh Chaturthi in order to create unity and awareness about the freedom struggle among the masses. Since then, it has become a hugely popular public festival while continuing to be a private family occasion as well. 1857 was a landmark year for Indian history and more so in the context of Indian freedom. It was the year of the Sepoy mutiny, an armed rebellion against the ruling British Empire by Indian soldiers. Though unsuccessful, this battle marked the beginning of an Indian struggle for independence. Many orators, leaders and freedom fighters all over India teamed up to put a united resistance to British domination. 
greatly esteemed by Indian people, especially of Maharashtra, Tilak was commonly referred as Lokmanya, or he who was regarded by the people. Tilak saw how Lord Ganesh was worshipped by the upper section as well as the rank and file of India. The visionary in him realized the cultural importance of this deity and he popularized Ganesh Chaturthi as a national festival. He did it with the faith to bridge the gap between the Brahmins and the non-Brahmins and he, fought in a prop- and he found an appropriate context in which to build a new grassroots unity between them. He brought unity between the two layers of society as he recognized that it was the need of the art to fight against the British in Maharashtra. He knew that India couldn't fight her rulers until she had solved the differences with her own. Hence, to unite all social classes, Tilak chose Ganesh as a rallying point for Indian protests against British rule because of his wide appeal as the god for every man. Ganesh Chaturthi in its current form was introduced in 1892 when a Pune resident named Krishnaji Pant Kasigwale, sorry for my mispronunciation, visited the Maratha ruled Gwalior where he witnessed the traditional public celebration and brought it to the attention of his friends. Babu Saheb Lakshman and Bala Saheb Natu back home in Pune, and these were the people who were brought to attention about this traditional public celebration of Ganesh Chaturthi in Gwalior. Jawli, who was also known as Bahu, installed the first Sarvajanik or public Ganesh idol following this. Lokmanya Tilak praised his efforts in an article in his newspaper, Kesari. In 1893, he even installed a Ganesh idol in the news publications office the very next year, and his efforts transformed the annual domestic festival into a large, well-organized public event. Tilak was the first to install large public images of Ganesh in pavilions and establish the practice of submerging the idols in rivers, the sea or other bodies of water on the 10th day of festival. Encouraged by him, Ganesh Chaturthi or Ganesh Otsav became a meeting ground for people from all castes and communities at the time when British discouraged social and political gatherings to control the population. The festival facilitated community participation and involvement in the forms of intellectual discourse, poetry, recital, plays, concerts and folk dances. One of the characteristics of Pune Ganeshotsav is that it's not an exclusively Hindu festival. People from different religions, regions and caste denominations participate in it. One will find that the artisans who create the idols, to the craftsmen who design the decorations, to the precedents of the Ganeshotsav mandals are frequently Muslims or Christians. Ganeshotsav in Pune is an all-encompassing festival, says historian Pandurang Balkwade. He explains how Ganesh Puja is a socio-cultural phenomenon with deep roots in heritage, tradition and politics. This brings us to the end of our today's episode. Thank you very much for tuning in for today's podcast. If you liked our episode today, please do consider subscribing, sharing with your family and friends. 
Do not forget to check out our website www.indiacolonized.com. Here you can find our podcast episodes and more articles on Indian colonial history. Also, check out our pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And until next time, stay safe, stay curious.